Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 487 of Drug Chaser Podcast. And was my, yeah, bad. I'm your host, as always, Tyler. And join me, we have the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Gables. I'm four beers deep. Sorry, people. Buddy, how you doing? Dude, I am doing pretty fantastic. My adrenaline is running. Had to chase off some fucking kids off my property. So that's always a fun deal. I just, but... I just picture the meme right now, Gables, of... Like you chasing these kids and like there's a meme and it just says, it's just you and it says Nintendo and it's just like, but it like my face is superimposed on, onto your body and it's those kids running away because they know <laughs> my superpower of destroying children at Nintendo games. Oh my like God, dude. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, of course. You know, it's the funniest part about that. I was watching something last night when it came to like, uh, like more famous like fighting game moments and stuff like that. And one of the ones was with uh, the veteran fighting gamer and like veteran like tournament like uh, Street Fighter player and stuff, Justin Wong, mm-hmm. playing Mortal Kombat and stuff online, and him being matched up with like about like a five year old kid and him absolutely destroying the kid. <laughs> that makes me happy. That makes me very happy. You send me that link, please, because I'd like to see that. Because uh, I would very much oh enjoy that. Oh my gosh! Nothing makes me happier. Oh, Gables, we got he has important news here. We're getting important news here. Possibly some breaking news here about an acquisition. Let's wait and see what's what's going on here. Is someone being bought? Did Kojima get bought by PlayStation? Is Kojima on Pornhub now? <laughs> <laughs> I know you can hear me, so I'm just trying to like. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, I I could hear you all the while while my my mom just pops in my room. It's like, ah, oh, uh, 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 I'm gonna get some bear mace for protection. Oh like... fuck yeah, dude, let's do it. <laughs> let's fucking go. Uh, I'm all bored of this. Here... I'm I'm coming over. Booking my flight now. <laughs> you guys got an airport? Cause I'm coming in. Oh my gosh. Well, anyway, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of interesting because before we were sort of recording and stuff like that, uh, I had to call the cops because there was like this freaking dude that was uh, on her property wedged near one of her trees. And uh, that's just funny, though, is my mom just busted in my room just a moment ago. It's like, hey, I'm going to get some self-protection stuff right here. I'm going to protect against like uh, if the case is trying to do some retaliatory thing. I'm going to get some fucking bear maze. Let's fucking do it, dude. Let's do it. What if? (laughs) Better idea. Better idea. In case, like, they open, you said the gate's locked. What if they yeah. hop the fence? You line the fence up. You just bury it like a moat of honey, though. And you you have bears on your property. If we had a... <laughs> so they jump the fence, land in the honey. They're knee-deep in the honey. They're stuck because it's honey. Everybody knows... Honey is like, it's like, it's like quicksand, you know, it's like a thick, thick quicksand, you know, uh, except you don't drown. You just can't move. And then bam, bear. <laughs> but oh, then also that. buy oh. the bear mace in case the bear, the bear goes rogue and you got to put it down. Oh my God. Or what if we get like a scarecrow, right? And like we put it right in the front door and like the freaking person that hops the fence tries to go and tries to attack the freaking scarecrow for any reason uh-huh. all of a sudden rune bear just a massive giant fucking bear just going just fucking all the shit 
brilliant idea, Gables. I like where we're heading here. What if the Scarecrow is dressed up like a Splatoon kid? And they think, oh, shit, that's a Nintendo game. We shouldn't go over there. And then, but like, <laughs> but what, okay, thinking on top of that, Scarecrow dressed up like Splatoon Kid, therefore a Nintendo game. Behind it is a Scarecrow of me with the controller in my hand, with the, like a pro controller in my hand. They think I'm controlling Squid Kid. Therefore, oh shit, Tyler's there. His superpower is destroying children with Nintendo games. He is controlling Squid Kid. We shouldn't go on the property. Boom, done. And then afterwards, airplane flies by, someone parachutes in, goes on the front lawn, just confronts them. It's Bill fucking Trennan. It's Bill fucking <laughs> Trennan. Full circle, baby. He's on an airplane. That is a fucking old inside joke from like six years ago on this podcast. Dude, he carries a baseball bat. He looks at you. He's like, I heard you've been leaking information upon Splatoon 3. <laughs> oh my god what if we tell bill, bill trennan those are the guys that leaked the namco is making an hd remaster of a, of a nintendo game we'd say hey bill trennan those kids they leaked that information fucking do something about it brilliant idea that bat he calls lawyers that's why nintendo loves lawyers so much they're actually baseball bats that's why they bought fucking seattle Mar- mariners holy shit gable's we just stumbled. It comes upon full circle. He My just pulls God! Pulls out his each full his bat and just starts swinging. Full diamond because it's baseball. <laughs> Gables full diamond. My goodness. Oh. We're six minutes in, and this podcast oh. has peaked. We figured out some shit. You were saying before the show you've been watching Unsolved Mysteries. Well, call it. Yeah. We start calling this podcast Solved Mysteries because we just figured some shit out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well. After that epic start of a moment and stuff, the rest of the week is actually kind of kind of a little bit like calmer inside of comparison. Since, right. uh, well, I've been off. I've been off for work for the week because I've had my vacation. I've met up with family members I haven't seen in like in over thirty years. I've got a lot of stuff done around the house and stuff. And uh, well, let's just say that uh, now I'm really raring to go and possibly playing some more freaking games soon because i have been playing some games on uh game pass and stuff so it's been interesting and gables what is game pass the best game deal the best deal in gaming right this moment fucking it in this moment forever and ever <laughs> forever and ever gables that's goddamn right anyways this is drunk Nature podcast um gables you just had a birthday you're 34 now yeah congratulations absolutely um, Thank you. I'm, I'm 32. I'll be 33 next month. Uh, we are adults. And I realize somewhere in the last couple hours now, it's 1114 at night, my time. Uh, I am four beers in. I'm an adult, mind you. I live by myself. I pay my own rent. I pay for all my own shit. Uh, I didn't eat dinner tonight. Damn. I am an adult, people. <laughs> I just I, I realized that about three beers in. I'm like, I'm feeling this a little bit more than usual. I'm going to crack open another beer. And then also I have an unopened beer sitting here right in front of me. Um, so I'm going to down some sardines. <laughs> oh, I, I can't wait to, the, I hope the Futurama, uh, um, the episode with, with the sardines becomes reality where they all go extinct. Uh, oh. Borg's people ate them all. Um, cause that would make me very happy. If we can live in that reality, I'm all for it. Um, yeah. Anyways, 
This is the Drunk Dungeons Podcast, everybody. Uh, every week we get together where we t- we typically talk about video games. Uh, but if you like all that and you're stuck around, thank you. Uh, but also, if you're here, uh, if you're watching on YouTube, please click the like button over here somewhere in that general area by Gable's Junk. Uh, give him a little, give him a little birthday like button there for him. Make him very happy. Um, and then also, if you're if you're listening to us anywhere else. Uh, please uh, subscribe to us, download us wherever you listen to podcasts. At. If you're watching on YouTube or wherever, or you have multiple different podcast apps, please subscribe everywhere. Download us in each one of those. We really appreciate it because every time you download the audio version, Gables and I get a little bit of money. We appreciate that. Um, I, I, I got, I got, I don't know what's how much money is in there. I got to look at that actually. And then maybe I'll, maybe I'll empty it out. Uh, it's been like, it's been huh. like almost a year now. So maybe like it might be it might be well, maybe you can put up with some interest you never know maybe we can afford to get two copies whoo doggy <laughs> yeah, maybe we can maybe get enough money we can we can each get like a ten dollar gift card to starbucks that'd be awesome um that'd be pretty fun that'd be good i'll look at it tomorrow remind me if um, i'll message you in the morning and i'll okay. say uh, if i don't remember though remember, oh tomorrow's easter I don't fucking Oh yeah, care. tomorrow is Easter. Uh, who gives a shit? It's it's a day. It's Sunday. Um, I'm eating ham. That's the only thing I care about on on Easter Sunday is my parents make ham. Um, Gables, I got a question. I got to ask you. Um, but yes. Anyways, like, follow, subscribe, tell all your friends. Really appreciate that. More importantly, why is it called Good Friday when Jesus was murdered? Oh boy. You know, I, I I thought about this yesterday. I don't know why it never clicked with me before. I never really thought about it before. I am not a religious person whatsoever. Uh, if you are religious and that's what you believe in, totally fine. Don't care. Uh, not that I don't care, uh, but good for you. Whatever you believe in, as long as it's not hurting people, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, and it clicked with me yesterday. And I did some Googling, Gables. Uh, not to get yeah. to the bottom of why they call it Good Friday, but to find out if I'm the only person that wonders that. And apparently everybody, I'm the last person to wonder that. Um, okay. And I, I, I got a... I I made a I photoshopped a thing yesterday, uh, yesterday Gables, um, and I oh, no. really, I I didn't I didn't know if I should post it. I posted it on Twitter. Uh, might get me in trouble. Okay. I don't know. People might not like it. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Should I, I should send it to you. Um, yeah, you should. I'm gonna send it to you. You with uh, Photoshop can be potentially dangerous. It's not you. I swear <laughs> you're not involved in this one. For the first time ever, I photoshopped. I sent it to you. Um, but anyways, I, uh, it might take a minute to get to you. Um, you know, time zones hard. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, I just thought it was very weird. Um, I just, I, I, I want Gables to see it and see what his reaction is before he's going to be. He's oh, gonna... come on, dude. <laughs> <laughs> what the actual fuck? <laughs> Man. Thank God I got thick skin, dude, because this is just funny. This is not only funny, though, but I swear to God, somebody going to hell with this shit. I'm going to hell. If hell's real, I'm going. Whatever variation of hell is real, I'm going to it. Uh, Gabriel, you're not a you're not a religious person at all, are you? I'll be perfectly honest with you. I am kind of, but I'm not like going to scold you for this shit. I have a sense of humor. I know. I posted it. No one's got mad. A couple people liked it. So people, I got some comments. Uh, but yeah, I, for people, I should probably explain what it is. I I uh, photoshopped the picture of Jesus, but I put the Elden Ring. You died over it. <laughs> that was my good. You know, you want to know what's funny? No, you want to know what's even more funny? That exact picture I've seen actual frame pictures of that same thing over at my workplace dude 
the the Elden Ring, you died over Jesus? No. Oh god. Just the picture like, of Jesus. If I saw the text like that over there, I'd be dying laughing because be I'd be so pissed off you didn't send it to me already. I might get that. I might frame if, that photo. I saw it. Dude, if I saw something that funny, I would have taken a picture and sent that to you. But the one thing I keep that. forgetting to send you is the little little thing of holy water and stuff like that. The little bottle of holy water that uh, I found in this one thing. It was empty, right? And I filled it with tap water and I put little and I put like I wrote a little thing. It's like in case of emergency on it and having my workstation. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. You should put Michael Jordan's secret sauce on it. <laughs> Just holy water spreads on the defenders. Oh, God. Oh, boy. This is a show, guys. Uh, once again, uh, I, I promise eventually we're going to talk about video games. Um, but I don't Ironically, know. that's the same type of sauce that Michael Jordan used yes. for his win over the Seattle Supersonics in 1996. And, and the Monstars in Space Jam 1. Uh, oh, boy. Gables, we go from one sacrilegious statement to another. Kingdom Hearts 4. Yeah. Yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> Gables, I that got a message. I got a message from Gables. We recorded Saturday, Friday night, Sunday yeah. morning. I get a very early. Well, not really. Early for Gables. Uh, I slept in late um, for once. And I get a message from Gables. Kingdom Hearts 4 just got announced. And the rage that I felt, Gable. <laughs> the rage. This, this, the, this, the cindering rage is building up inside of you, just thinking, they really fucking did it. They put out they a, did. they announced a fucking Kingdom Hearts 4. <laughs> I, I talk about people that bought Metopia on Switch as the problem. I take everything back I said about my Metopia people that, that bought, bought that game on Switch. Um, you are definitely not good people. Um, but I now put Kingdom Hearts fans still now. If you, I'm an old fan. I played one and two. I loved one and two back in the day. Um, but if you're still a fan in 2022, you are bad people. <laughs> like I'm gonna be like those old ladies in front of plan uh, in front of Planned Parenthood. Uh, I'm gonna be out in front of Square Enix here in about a month, uh, protesting <laughs> Kingdom Hearts four. Uh, I'm going to get a group of oh people God. together. I was watching AEW last night. It's a professional wrestling company. People, people don't know. Yeah. Uh, our buddy Fisherman from Talking Ship was actually at the event. And Ooh. there was a person there um, that had a sign. And there's a new, it's yeah. a running theme at AEW events. People have bat, like they have signs up where it's like, it's just funny wrestling or funny video game takes. Um, and it's, it's always hilarious. Gables has seen some of them. Um, but there's one that just crossed the line, Gables. And it said, Kingdom Hearts is not that complicated. I sent, <laughs> I sent, a, I sent a message to Fisherman. Um, let me see if I can find it uh, when he was there. Oh, God. Give me a second here. Give me a second here. I'm still scrolling. Um, That's funny. One of our own actually attended an AEW show. He's gone to a couple. He's very lucky. Um, so I oh, asked yeah. him, at Dave. Can you please have security remove the lady with the Kingdom Heart? Isn't that complicated sign? Uh, and I was very serious. Uh, and he messaged me back. LOL. I talked to her in the beer line. She had her reasons, but they were not good ones. 
um, and I just want to point that out. Um, that's not good enough for me, Fish. That's not good enough. I'm upset about it. I'm not happy about it. Um, and I think a little bit less of you now. Um, so I just want to point that out there. I'm a little upset. Uh, you know what? It's not going to be too surprising if I see you go to an AEW event, Tyler, if it ever goes like to Iowa or something like that. And it's I'm like... Cross fingers. Well, just hold up a big old sign. Kingdom Hearts is trash. <laughs> oh, Gables, don't... Believe me. I've got some ideas coming. I'm trying to think. I'm, I'm, I got some takes. Tyler's got takes. for if, if When AEW finally comes to Iowa... Uh, I'm going and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to have like 40 fucking signs. Cause I got some goddamn takes on some people here. You're going to be like Sammy Guevara, right? You're just going to alternate through signs. Like, yes, yes, I will. Yeah. I'll, every, <laughs> every, every commercial break, I'm switching signs. And it's going to be takes, take no, city dude, for me. I'm just imagining you like with the, just amount of gamer signs or something like that. Right. It's like Sammy Guevara is doing the exact same thing. And all of a sudden you, the camera just pans over to you and you're like, Yeah. Just sitting there fucking flipping through signs. I gotta get all my shit in. I gotta get all my shit in. Uh, it's just a dueling pulling sign. Yeah. I'm gonna have like a. I'm gonna. I'm gonna get like a whole section of people to take my video game. Uh, bad video game signs. Um. But anyways, Kingdom Hearts Four it was announced. We got gameplay for it. Uh. If you're still here, thank you. Thank you so much for being here with on with us on this. Yes. Thank uh, you very much, listener. We really appreciate it. Uh. If you haven't left, if you're not, if you're not upset by our blasphemous statements at the beginning. Um, we appreciate it, but hold on to your shit. Cause it's not done. Um, but yeah, anyways, Gables, uh, <laughs> I don't know what I'll say. It's so, they're the weirdest guy. Square Enix is fucking weird. Um, so Kingdom Hearts 4 is real. Very weird. Things. Yeah. I mean, Kingdom Hearts in general is very weird, but yeah, they just, it's, it's just getting weirder as we go here. Um, uh, this is the same company that put out four games last month. Um, and I'm going to talk about one of those games here a little bit later on. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so it's like he's in a real world now. So apparently, spoilers for Kingdom Hearts 3, I guess. Um, not that it doesn't matter because it's, it's complicated and it's bullshit. Um, apparently, Sora dies at the end, uh, but uh-huh. then wakes up uh, in like a real world. It looks, basically looks like Tokyo. Um, and people are, I guess, they're like, so the director of this was directing the Final Fantasy 13 verses or whatever it was called. Um, right, and that game ended up getting canned, and it basically just yeah. looks like he reused those assets in this game. Um, apparently, Star people saw indoor and a uh, um, an uh, ATAT, I believe, like a foot of an ATAT in the background at one point. Um, uh-huh. I'm really happy, Gables. I don't give a shit about Star Wars anymore. Episode nine broke me. Um, uh, yeah. I just don't care. Although I, I am gonna check out Obi One, and I'm not happy about it, but I'm doing it. Um, because this this would be it, Gables. And there's people getting excited about bringing the MCU into this. Uh, I might boycott the MCU. I'm I, not. Please don't. <laughs> MCU is like that's all I got, guys. Don't take it from me. It's the only Dude. thing. It's only like good thing in movies other than Fast and Furious, which is ending. Um, just, wow, it actually is ending. They got well. They're doing two movies, and that's it. Um, okay. Gables, I'm not. I'm not happy about this. It's we we gotta we gotta stop them. They've already they've already intercepted Smash Brothers, um, and now we're doing this. And I don't I don't. When does it stop, Gables? When does it stop? Am I gonna be watching Golden Girl fucking reruns one of these days? And Swords gonna fucking pop up in this shit? Am I gonna watch Fresh Prince? And when Carlton's doing his fucking dance, 
Sora's going to pop in and do his goddamn fucking dance. Because I don't want it, Gables. It needs to stop. It needs to fucking stop. When does it stop? Oh and I'm going to be the one to fucking do it. If I have to. I'll, I'll take him down if I have to. I'll kill the little bastard. I don't want to do it, but I will. Gables, what do you got to say? Well, all right. So when it comes to this announcement, obviously, this was this was definitely a huge surprise because it truly... It truly was a surprise in regards to just how random it was that it was announced. It was a random Sunday morning. It was like a freaking like a little uh, announcement. Little, I think it was like a little conference or like a little video package. The 20th thing anniversary was doing. video or the something. The 20th anniversary of like Kingdom Hearts and all this other stuff. And that was the unveiling footage. It was like, wait, what? I went on the YouTube and I was just looking up stuff. And all of a sudden, I was like, Kingdom Hearts 4. I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. Then I see the trailer, saw the whole bits of stuff, you know. I'm like, oh, all right, well, that's kind of interesting in that retrospects and stuff like that. It it was just the whole moment, the feeling of, I don't know how the hell I'm going to feel about this. Because, for one, it's like, I am, I have fallen so far out of, like, any type of Disney products right now. And it's mostly because of how terrible the business decisions and terrible how... Disney has planned out specific things, not only in the MCU, but also ah, in Star but, but, Wars and everything else. Don't talk about MCU. Well, for the most part, what they're doing currently with MCU. No! But at... <laughs> All right, I, but, I will admit, Moon Knight maybe not be that, might not be that great, but go ahead. But anyway, point being is, it's like, I'm not really too excited upon the announcement of Kingdom Hearts 4. I know there are plenty of fans out there, the Kingdom Hearts series, that are, which, hey, I'm happy for you. I still have yet to go through and play some of the previous. The only type of experience I have with Kingdom Hearts games is, like, just playing through the entirety of Kingdom Hearts 2 on the PS2 back around 2005. 2005, 2006, summer 2006. Yeah, now that I think about it, I beat that damn game after I graduated high school. So that definitely was a hell of a long time ago. But at the... But at the same point, you know, it's like it goes in the corresponding moves that Square Enix is currently making so far this year to where some of these are just plain weird. I mean, obviously, with the whole Final Fantasy, the Strangers Paradise Final Fantasy, you know, that one releasing this year, how bizarre that is. And all of a sudden, this announcement for Kingdom Hearts 4, I do admit it does seem interesting in regards to what type of forays they will try to go into. It's Take it like a more realistic sort of approach. It seems more akin to like say Final Fantasy than it is actually of like Disney in regards to the previous type of iterations of the game itself. But all I know is from the trailer is okay, it's Sora. Yeah, they're members of Organization Thirteen. Hey, there's like a huge heartless in the middle of this like almost full of realistic freaking city, like Tokyo City. <laughs> but uh, oh yeah, and then there's Donald and Goofy looking for someone and stuff that kind of looks remotely possibly hinting towards Hades. Yeah. Which That's kind of like the whole, I don't understand why it's, it's a big deal. He was in the first very vague. Yeah. Well, I understand. I understand. But at the same point, very vague. This is the first step of announcement, but probably won't hear anything more from the thing. I'll probably until like two or three years from now, Let's hope. because these games are infamous for having their fan base wait, especially since the last century waited, we waited like about 10 years for that damn game to release. So I expect to hear probably more about another what three years, yeah, four years. <laughs> I, I said this couple. I said this last week about like all these games can get announced. I understand they announce a lot of games super early because they use them as big billboards to get people to come work for them. Um, yeah, 
but a lot of those games that have been announced the last couple of years we very well could not be playing on the current consoles that we just bought um and right if we can only hope that this this game just never comes to those consoles um and that's part of the reason why i love how at times nintendo does their announcements for some of their first party games and it releases like maybe a shoot a few short months after yeah like or sometimes a shadow most. drop you know? yeah Maybe a yeah. year at most, like, barring a, Kirby like, a was couple like a special year. ones. Yeah, yeah. But the point being is we're not left having to wait four or five years on a specific release. Yeah. For the uh, most part. Yeah, I don't mind it when they announce super early as long as they like they say, hey, it's in development. We're just now in development. Whatever. Yeah. Like, just add some context to it. Because like, sometimes it gets a little like, okay, cool. Like, well, is this like too... Because yeah, because we actually got like a decent amount of gameplay. We got like a whole boss battle in this yeah. Yeah. situation. I don't know, Gables. Um, it's trash. It's bad. Uh, and uh, man, the no, Square, Square Enix is a weird company to me. I, I, I feel like if it wasn't for Final Fantasy fourteen, this company would just be out of business, uh, or would not be out of business, but would be would probably would have been a would be struggling. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, definitely would be acquired. Um, but moving on, Gable Smith. Let's let's move on to some. I almost said good news, but this is not good news. Um. So this is kind of interesting. Laura uh, Laura Lanning, I believe, is his name. Uh, he is like the director yeah. of uh, the Oddworld Games. He's been doing them for, for I think, since the beginning. Um, so he was on the uh, God the Xbox Expansion podcast, which I've actually listened to a couple of podcasts. I've had some good guests on there, pretty good podcast. Um, but uh, he had a, he was on there and he talked about um, they did he did uh, Oddworld Soulstorm that came out last year. Um, and it ended up being a day one PS Plus game in April of last year. Uh, right. He said that, in his words, um, being on PS Plus was devastating for Oddworld Soulstorm. Um, so kind of some details here. So he talked about how originally the console was... So it was only for PS5 owners that got mm-hmm. that got this game on PS Plus. But you could go on the website uh, and uh, add it to your library through, through the website um, if you don't actually... If you couldn't, like most people, get a PS5. Especially in right, you know, even today, but especially last April, excuse me. Um, but anyways, uh, he mentioned that initially it was going January, got delayed to April. Uh, he expected that there would be fifty to hundred thousand downloads of it through PS Plus. End up being nearly four million um, for that month, uh, and he said it was devastating to sales. He did talk about like something. He doesn't blame PlayStation for it. Um, it's just kind of. You know, it's a risk you take when you do these type of things, when you take that guaranteed lump sum of money up front. Um, so that way, you know, you guarantee yourself, you, you might, you could fuck yourself or you could end up, you know, doing a lot of, you know, it could help you in the long word of mouth or whatever could end up being good for you. Right. We've seen that in a lot of cases with, with games that go on Game Pass or go on PS Plus or whatever. And, you know, look at Rock League, look at Fall Guys, uh, Outriders last year. Um, it was a huge success. Um, I think it was a Square Enix game, actually, of all things. Um, but anyways, um, yeah, he talked about that. You know, like I said, they were they were expecting fifty to hundred thousand downloads, end up being nearly four million, and basically, it sounds like nobody really bought it. Um, but to be fair, it's only on it only came to I believe Epic Game Store and uh, PlayStation Four and Five. So I don't know. It I don't really know too much. I don't want to add to that. I it's just like I said, it's that's the risk you take when you, when you do those things. Like you said, like he doesn't um, blame PlayStation. It wasn't like it was like them doing like this, like, you know, bullshit deal and kind of fucking them over. Um, 
But and also you kind of mentioned it sounded like they were running low on money and they kind of needed that money that they gave them up front to use to finish the game and get even get it out. I don't know. Give us what, what, right. was your, what was your thoughts on this whole ordeal? I'll look at it this way. They did get a lump of money in regards to presenting and putting this game out on PlayStation Plus initially for out the launch window of the PS5. They knew full well that going and developing this game that they probably were not going to get a lot, I would think, in terms of like an investment. Because here's the thing. With Odd World games, granted, they have they have been mostly entertaining games from the review score stuff over the years and stuff. Some of them have scored fairly high, including like the launch title for like the original Xbox, like Munch's Odyssey. Not Munch's Odyssey, but Odd World. No, it was it was an Odd World game that launched on the original Xbox. But anyway, the thing that I'm trying to say is traditionally for the Odd World games, the Odd World series in general, they haven't really been one of those type of franchises that remotely like sell like millions of copies remotely for Oddworld Soulstorm and stuff it's it was more of like a traditional Oddworld game and it doesn't really surprise me that it didn't sell all too well for because for one you know what PlayStation Plus any developer any type of thing that has a lump of money just automatically give it to them just to put it on the service by Sony and stuff like that I mean granted they may see some profit in terms of some people going through and initially buying the game in and of itself but in the case of like a smaller game or something like that which quite essentially this is a smaller type of game that's not as like popular not as well known and traditionally does not get like buko bucks in regards to a new game coming out in the series so for odd world you know yeah it's disappointing that for what they put into it and from how much hard work and stuff it's not going to be as big of a seller as what initially they wanted, like Lanning wanted. But at the same time, it kind of continues on to the old saying and stuff like that. You vote with your wallet in this regards. I can compare this to, let's just compare this to like, say on the Xbox platform, there's a, there's a specific genre, genre of video games that don't particularly sell well on it. And I'm talking about JRPGs on Xbox mm. consoles in general. Now, the thing about it is, is like for some of the JRPG games that are on Xbox and stuff, it's kind of a similar, it's kind of like a similar type of effect to where not a lot of gamers, they say they want to play JRPGs on the Xbox. But even when cases with like Game Pass and stuff with big games, it's like Dragon Quest XI or like Starlet Nexus like last year or whatever and stuff. Not a lot of people go through and download the games in general, and not a lot go through and buy it on Xbox platforms. But in case for that, how it's different than, say, like with Oddworld here, Soulstorm, is people have options to where they can play it on a PlayStation platform or on Steam or on Switch, or in this case. But for Soulstorm to be locking itself on one console at launch for the exclusivity deal, which that's probably the reasoning why, to begin with, they got all that money up front well really it was available on ps4 as well but you had okay. to have a ps5 to get the only the ps5 version was on ps plus but like i said right. if you like we talked about it we told people like we try to warn people like hey if you can't get a ps5 yet but there's ps5 only games on ps plus you go on playstation.com yep. go in there and you can add those games to your library so i did the same thing when i got my ps4 i couldn't get i didn't get it until december uh, when it launched in November and Rezogun came out on launch via PS plus for free. 
Uh, so I couldn't get it for that month. So I went in on the, on the website, downloaded or added it to my library. So when I got my PS4 yeah. in December, I had Resogun. I didn't miss out on it. And then there was the other silhouette game I can't think of. But yeah. Um, yeah, it was it was basically kind of one of those things with me, too, to where the game was available. I didn't get like a PS5 up until like last March, yeah. you know, March of 2021 and stuff like that. I added to my library, but at the same point, I wasn't really too compelled to download it and play it at the time. But uh, even though the game's quality itself, you know, I've heard good things about Soulstorm. I've heard like yeah. good things about the overall content of it. But at the same point, you know, they limited themselves to Sony platforms and also the Epic Game Store tying the stuff. That definitely plays in part to the lack of sales of what they wanted. But unfortunately, this is a case where not a lot of people were interested in buying Oddworld Soulstorm, as yeah. sad as it is. Well, it's not. It, it sounds like yeah. it was more devastating the fact that how many just how many people downloaded it. But like, I don't know. Like I've like I talked about. I just I've had a PS4 since, and I've had PS Plus since I got my PS4 basically. So like November 2014, and I have added every game to my library that they put out since then. Mm-hmm. And I would say I I mean there's definitely been times where I've like I usually I say nine percent of the time, ninety five percent of the time, I just add them to the library. I don't even download them. So, how many people probably? Yeah, I'm like, how many people actually like? I played Soulstorm, and then I played it for like an hour. I'm like, this is just not for me. I think the biggest issue, honestly, maybe more than anything, is yeah, it's devastating that many people maybe downloaded more. You know, 3.9 million more people than you thought. Um, but the problem is, I think more importantly, is the game came out and it was just not that great. It was mm. a middling, is a seven out of ten game which sometimes you know i'm going to talk about a game that is a 7 out of 10 but i thought was fantastic um but i recognize it's a 7 out of 10 um there's a there's a lot of levels 7 out of 10s there's the disappointing 7 out of 10 there's like that this is an awesome 7 out of 10 um the problem is that when you're when you're a smaller tier game um you can't when you're like an indie title a small tier small title you can't be it's got you can't be a 7 out of 10 um, even no, if you have a, you an odd world, the like, the yeah, an odd world isn't, yeah, it's a known franchise, but like, I don't say, I don't think it's like a, when we think back to like that PS one generation, like how many franchises can we go, we think about before we get to odd world. Now, if they would have went the route of say like odd world strangers wrath, like an, like an evolved form of that game. Yeah. That probably would have been more popular in that retrospect in my honest opinion, but at the same point, you do touch upon some good points, you know, where Oddball Stole Storm and stuff, like, ratings-wise, was mixed across the board in terms with the critics and also with yeah, people that did up. go through and play and experience it. I want to I, I look yeah. at the... So, so I want to look at reviews. I want to see what the uh, open critic is, because that's what we use now because of our league. Yeah. Because um, I'm pretty sure it's too. like... Oh, it might be a little higher than I thought, actually. It's actually like an 84. Oh, the Enhanced Edition is 84. I don't know about the Base Edition, though. Um, it's a 70. The I think it's a 70. Well, the Base Edition is a 71. So, yeah. Right. I mean, I mean, it's just not going to. I mean, unfortunately, it's just not going to do it. Um, we talk, you know, especially as there's so many games coming out nowadays. And, yeah, we got so many different, like Game Pass and all these different options out there. Yeah, like uh, a 71 for a game like that. It's just. Not gonna do it. Um, yeah, yeah. So, anyways, Gables, let's move on though. Um, so, kind of some other news here. So, CD Projekt Red came out and actually gave some like pretty detailed uh, numbers on 
some sales figures here. So uh, Witcher 3, they talked about is actually it's coming. It's going in-house the the next gen upgrades. Um, they had a different team working on it, but the studio is based in Russia. So they didn't say why that they're taking over the in, the development in-house, but uh, got to assume it's because of everything going on with the Ukraine and Russia right now. Um, but they said they're taking over. Mm-hmm. So that's been, I think, delayed to next year, the the upgrades for the next gen. Um, but over 40 million copies have been sold of Witcher 3, which is That nuts. doesn't surprise me. It's a I, fantastic game. Yeah. And, I mean, it was a lot of people's game of the year, I believe, in 2015 when it came out. Yep. Um, and... What's crazy is how big that game got after the the TV show on Netflix came out. Like, sold millions more copies after the TV sh- the first season came out. Um, and uh, another thing here on Cyberpunk, um, they said uh, at currently about eighteen million copies have been really have been sold. Um, well, what's interesting about that? So eighteen million copies have been sold. Um, this is as of uh, end of March of this year. Uh, the game came out in December 2020, so a little yep. over a year, about 16 months, 15 months on the market. Um, after the month of December of 2020, they had sold 14 million copies. Wow. So they did. We don't know exactly how many people did get refunds. Like I got, re, I got a refund on it, uh, but they gave some idea, and it was a very, very, very small percentage. So probably a few hundred thousand at most. If that might be way overboard as well, um, but yeah. So since that game has come out, so it sold 14 million. Basically, I mean they they talk about like the the, the just our pre-orders alone. That game was profitable. Um, so basically, in the last 15 months, uh, that game. I mean, I shouldn't say only four million copies would be successful for about 90 percent of 95 percent of video games that come out. But uh, yeah, so it's it had a really good strong start, and then obviously, as we know, maybe we don't need to rehash too much. But we know what happened with Cyberpunk. Uh, I actually I talked about not too long ago when they did the upgrade. I ended up finding the game for like three bucks, used, and I played it. Yeah, uh, put about six hours to it. And you know what, Gables? It's just it's not that great. It's it's a it is a we talk about Oddworld like that game just can't come out and be a seventy. Cyberpunk maybe it's better in a seventy. Uh, when it runs good and everything's fine, but it's just a mediocre, above average map game. Um, Unfortunately, yeah, to the extent to what Cyberpunk could have been and then what it is right now, you know, I mean, it's been a huge disappointment. I mean, that's an understatement of the year right there, but at the same point, it doesn't help matters that the expansion stuff has been delayed till 2023 in regards to the whole stuff for that game the the game is essentially dead at this point i mean let's be perfectly honest with you cyberpunk 2020 had its initial period and stuff from its initial launch date in 2020 all the way up till now this could have been something hugely successful that we would have like a genre defining or whatever type of super hype thing that it was but instead they lied to their customers in regards to the state of the quality could not and would not show any footage in regards to the builds of the PS4, Xbox before launch. All they showed was like PC footage of that mm-hmm. thing initially. And unfortunately, through bad business decisions and bad like deception on their part and stuff, it's like 
that game is as good as dead, even after so much hard work they've put to fix a lot of the major bugs that they initially had to fix yeah. <laughs> over the first I'm... like couple of years. Yeah, I think like there's supposed to be a multiplayer mode, and it's just like that probably could just scrap that. Uh, the DLC, yep. I don't know, maybe maybe you're obligated and you're far enough in to just do one or two. I mean, we should talk about this game being a disappointment. It sold 18 million copies. That game is very successful. Like I said, well, yeah, four million copies. Yeah, four million copies would I would say 95 percent of video games coming out would be ecstatic to sell that much. Um, to sell 18 million copies, 98 percent of video game companies would be excited to sell that much um so it's it's obviously a huge success but it's probably i mean yeah it's a black mark on their uh their uh reputation and it's, it's i mean which four is better be really really good because they're going the game needs to come out and needs to be quality needs to be working hmm. before well you know, all we know for which are four right now it's a brand new trilogy when yeah. essentially it doesn't have anything to do with Geralt, from what i understood so i'm kind of interested like, yeah. in seeing yeah. what they go forth with this yeah I don't know. I mean, I'm not. A, I, I played. I played, which a bunch of Witcher two, and it's kind of. I don't even play Witcher three, um. So yeah, uh. But I mean, it's not it's just that's kind of it for the week, Gables. Um, not a lot. Other, I did see you put, Elon Musk is might be buying Twitter, in, in here. Yeah, that whole. That and I just said, shit, please you know, God, it's, no. It's, it's, it's... Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's just the thing, though. I mean, it's. That whole thing initially came up about and stuff because it was kind of a kind of a little fun little tidbit and stuff to where this past week Elon Musk and stuff. This is like step by step thing that he has done, and it's pretty much showing a it's showing full force of like a lot of the in, initial powers and the companies that tried that have gone through and control a lot of like say the narrative in regards to how information is controlled, how it's distributed in terms of like social media platforms and stuff. And it's kind of interesting seeing this whole thing play out right now, as it looks like that probably Elon Musk is not going to be able to go forth and buy Twitter. But I thought it was really interesting because for one, he bought so many shares, like about nine point something of shares. Mm -hmm. And that initially led to Twitter wanting to have him on the board of directors, but the, the reason why they did that is because they want they would have say in regards to you know they would basically control him and like in regards to like what he would say and do he wouldn't be able to get like a certain percentage of stuff if he became like an advisor say on their board and so he rejected that deal went gone through and he was looking for he initially estimated giving him an offer of like paying like 54 dollars and something like that per share which came up to like oh god how like many billion dollars per, here it was like 48 40... higher than the actual like what it's worth but yeah and uh, what the thing is goldman sachs actually went through and told uh and actually has done like a breakdowns of how much worth twitter is and it's exact you know and it's uh thing it's like what, what was it 30 billion or something like yeah, that yeah give or take and he wanted crazy. to pay like about like almost twice that initial worth and stuff for twitter and they don't want him to pay for Twitter. They don't like Elon Musk. And so it's part of the point of why, you know, it's part of the point of why he's trying. It's from what it sounds like to me from his initial thing to try to purchase is like, it leads me to the reception where he does care about like a, like some bit of like, uh, like freedom of speech in general in regards to say social media platforms and having the things do like for, you know, 
have the initial opinions that you want to go for and stay online and stuff like that. And, you know, just go through that way instead of having someone dictate, okay, this is what you should like. This is how you should do it. Now this is this and that, you know, kind of like how sometimes Twitter is sometimes a dumpster fire when it comes to specific information, when it comes to specific things going on there. But uh, I thought it was initial fun thing to go forth and uh, just add into the theme because I thought it was kind of interesting. You know, it's something weird, something different is like a billionaire going through and try to buy an entire social media site and stuff like that. And subsequently the people behind the scenes and stuff like just pulling all sorts of various skeletons out of their closet along the way, showcasing why these guys are pieces of shit. <laughs> well, so what's interesting about this is what he is doing is highly illegal. Um, so, Part of it is his like his deal he was offering. Uh, there was a poison pill in there, which is kind of like a term they use. In, like I've heard a lot in like uh, contracts when they like uh, two teams are bidding over a player, like NFL, and yep. they offer this contract, and the team has the right to offer it, but they put a poison pill in there that's like uh, offers like a shit ton of money in the back end that's guaranteed. Uh, that kind of like yep. the team has to match it, uh, but it fucks them over two years down the road. Um, so they sound, I don't know what that means in this world, but basically Elon Musk, the offer he off, he did was bullshit. Elon Musk doesn't actually, ha- isn't liquid. He doesn't have that. He offered to pay in cash, which he doesn't have the cash. He is worth billions. He doesn't have billions. But he um, does have a lot of assets that are loose in regards yeah, to but, the, like uh, SpaceX stuff too. Yeah, but he doesn't actually cool. physically have the cash to pay for it. Like he said, he was offering them to give him straight At cash. The moment, yeah. Um, and he said that he was, he had the money, like he could have got a loan for it, but he didn't actually have it. Um, basically what he did is he bought 9% of the company and then offered a mm-hmm. bullshit sum of money to raise the shares to then sell that 9% at a huge gain, um, which is highly illegal. Uh, but he's the richest man in the world. So the government's not going to do anything about it because when you're that rich and you're that powerful, you can kind of get away with anything as we can see looking at you Activision. Um, so yeah, that's really what it is. It's like the, the money, what he offered and what he said is all bullshit. Um, I don't like Elon Musk. I think he's just kind of like, I'm all, I love space. That's cool. We're doing some shit here. Um, I think he's just kind of a douche. And I feel like you talk about Twitter is a dumpster fire. I agree. He's a part of that dumpster fire. Um, he adds a lot of fuel to that. He dumps some fuel on that fire. Um, Although I will say he has brought to light a couple of different things. For one, like the top 10 users of Twitter in and of itself don't even hardly post at all in regards to that shit. Like in yeah. the span of the year. I mean, there's definitely a lot but, of pro- things yeah. wrong with Twitter. And I'm, I'm not going to like debate you on that. I agree. Like there's, I mean, social media in general is can be bad. I like my Twitter. I, I, I talk about like I have made my Twitter to like it's 99% of like what I want. It's, it's wrestling sports and video games talk. And then you get a little, that 1% of bullshit in there. I don't want to, I don't want to hear or see about. Um, but like I have, it took me years to get to the point where like I have fine tuned my Twitter that I just eliminated all the bullshit that I don't want. Uh, and it's possible you can do it. It just takes a lot of time, but I understand like there's people out there like, I know like you Gables and a lot of other people, you just can't do social media. And I, Hey, I respect you for it. Sometimes I wish I could just get off of it too. Um, but I am just an addict like anybody else. Yeah, because a lot um, of social media is fairly negative and highly yeah. detriment in terms of people's mental well-being. Yeah, but I think a lot of problems, though, is the people on it, not so much the company itself. Yeah. But I think the company can yeah. definitely do a better job. Can you use Facebook? Uh, like I don't, I barely use Facebook. Um, 
really because of that. If it wasn't for TalkShip, I wouldn't have Facebook. Um, that's this whole different thing. Um, yeah, it's just basically everything he just did is just an all like it's it's all bullshit. It's all legal. Is these are uh, several SEC violations. Um, he just bought stock, offered a bullshit sum of money that he knew they wouldn't accept um, to raise the stock price because everybody thinks, oh well, it's worth more now. And then he's going to probably try to flip that money, uh, flip those shares to sell at a much uh, uh, increased price. So that's basically what actually what happened with that. Um, I don't know. I will say that I am highly interested in what type of moves are going to happen next in this whole exchange. It could be absolutely nothing and it'll be just like the same old shit and stuff like that. But at the same point, it's interesting when you see like a billionaire that is as influential as Elon Musk go through and try to acquire someone like that. Because there have been other billionaires that bought like individual companies like Bezos and like this and that. But in the span of like an entire trying to acquire an entire social media platform as big as Twitter, it's actually kind of hilarious just to see what curtails with all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah. I, yeah. I just, I don't know how I feel about it. it it's, I wouldn't feel comfortable anybody really buying Twitter, honestly. I don't care if Democrat, Republican, billionaire. Just, I honestly uh, would not mind if just Twitter just imploded upon itself. I, I mean, I, that's just I how mean, I feel about it. <laughs> I would mind because I, I, I enjoyed my Twitter. Like, I, I you know, like, um, yeah, of course. I mean, there are people that love using the site and love having a lot of yeah. good fun with it. I know you do, Tyler. But there's definitely, I, the, the problem is, though, is just, yeah, there's, there's that toxic minority that just ruined it for the majority. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I, I, I hate talking about social media just because it's just a, it's a shit. Understandable. So, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, like we were talking about before the show about that, the whole thing with Gavin Newsom, uh, the oh, yeah. governor of California when like all the bullshit going on Activision of him firing, uh, the lawyer's boss because of, he was trying to like basically try to help. Activision, so they won't be uh, punished so hard. It's just like, we, I mean, we don't know if it's true. It's all allegations, but we don't. It's like, this is just these are just only allegations in that regards. But yet, it, assuming yeah. it's true, it's just like, I don't know. This is why I just don't pay attention to politics. I got out of the game. I don't fucking know what's happening. Uh, I know gas prices are high, um, but that doesn't have actually anything to do with politics. Um, you know. But, you know, people that that's like I just hear a lot of people bitching about Joe Biden because gas prices are high when he has virtually nothing to do with that. Um, that's not even me saying I don't even I am just don't care anymore. I don't have it in me to care. Um, it's just exhausting. It's miserable. It's just a miserable place to be. Gables. It's a miserable, miserable politics. Billionaires. Um, they're all it's just all it, they all suck. Gables. I'm just going to say it. They all fucking suck. Um, <laughs> don't get behind any of them. Don't support any of them. Cause you know what guys, they don't give a shit about you. Uh, the, the richest, the most powerful in the world. Um, all they care about is getting richer and more powerful and they don't give a fuck about us. Uh, that's the way I look at it. I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna become a nihilist. Um, it sounds <laughs> a lot easier. It sounds exhausting, but it sounds a lot easier and I'm probably just gonna do that. But anyways, Gables, let's get back to fuck the video games here. Um, okay. We can play some games, Gables. Um, yes. It's been a good time. Actually, Gables, I'm gonna, I got to pee, but I'm going to ask you a question before I go so you can entertain the audience. 
So apparently Alrighty. Namco Bandai is remaking a Nintendo game in HD. They're doing an HD remaster. They've done some jobs postings that they're doing a, a remaster from a, a previous Nintendo game. Um, they're going to, it's good. Like I said, it's going to be an HD remaster. He goes, I want you to talk to the people and tell them, what do you want it to be? And I'll be right back. Alrighty. When I heard about the whole thing about Namco Bandai potentially remaking a classic Nintendo game, there were a couple that popped up in my head. One of them being Star Fox. And the initial Star Fox that I was initially thinking about, I actually was thinking a little bit more or less of like a dinosaur planet. You know, Star Fox Dinosaur Planet, the old game that released on GameCube. It was actually Rareware's last game that they made for a Nintendo console before they were bought by Microsoft. But at the same point, you know, it's like the outsourcing of that game. I mean, I'm not too sure how the how legalities of that would work. But the other game that I was thinking that maybe more likely would be like Kid Icarus Uprising. Think of it this way. Kid Icarus Uprising for the 3DS, that's a good game. The thing that held it back the most was the controls. The stylus, the whole stand that they gave you with every freaking copy of the game that they sold. I mean, think about it this way. If you need a stand in order to put your 3DS on so you can initially play this game with your stylus, I mean, you have a problem there. But that in that time, it was due because of the fact that the 3DS, that model of the 3DS that they were selling didn't have a second analog stick. That wouldn't be addressed until they released the new 3DS XL. Problem was, they never updated the game to initially use that little analog nub. That was only used for a specific couple of games, like, say, the remake of Majora's Mask. But going back to Kid Icarus Uprising, that would be an excellent game in regards to Namco Bandai going through and helping remaster, because the initial thing of that game itself, I mean, with a good coat of paint, with, like, initial... with uh, some more, like, initial, like, uh, updates here and there in terms of the control style... I could potentially see that going forth. All right, so Tyler, like I was telling the listeners and stuff like that, I gave I pretty much thought about two games. One of them I thought was like a Star Fox Adventures Dinosaur Planet, though I didn't Ooh. think the legalities would actually go forth and have. I'm not too sure how that would work out, but the game that I thought would be more than likely, and what I initially thought of first was Kid Icarus Uprising for like the 3DS. Let's okay. think of what I was going through an example was you have you could essentially have a good game in a Kid Icarus Uprising that's held down by a major flaw, and that's controls. 3D. Oh, the okay. thing about that game is like you need to have the stylus in your hand at all time if you want to try to go through and move the camera with that game. And that was mostly due because of the lack of a second analog stick. Was, didn't that game come with like the little connector thing? Absolutely. It came with a stand that you can actually set up, put your 3DS on, and then all of a sudden you can have a little port for your headphone jack, but yet you had one hand like this, you had your other hand like this, going through on your stand and doing all this stuff. It looks stupid. Gables, Honestly, can we just talk about was... how funny it is that they put out a new new con- handheld console, and the first game that came out with it came with an attachment to use to play the fucking game with it? I just think that's hilarious yes, to the... me. I think that's yes, hilarious. Absolutely. Absolutely, and that, now you just reminded me of the Circle Pad Pro for the 3DS as well. Yeah, there were two versions of like the Circle Pad Pro 
But even with the Circle Pad Pro and the initial new 3DS XL that they would release later on, they never did an update for Kid Icarus Uprising in order to address that issue. So I thought, in regards to, say, like a remaster, that kind of would make the most sense. Kid Icarus Uprising. You up-res, you redo the graphics. The game itself is pretty damn good. You fix the control styles. Sure, it's on rails in regards to, like, a lot of its gameplay stuff. But at the same time, it's a meaty type of game to where you can replay a lot of levels, get like a lot of grades, get a lot of upgrades for your weapons and stuff. And I personally think that it would benefit, it would probably benefit greatly in regards to re-releasing on the Switch. Not only because of the Switch effect, mind you, but also because of the fact that, well, it's a Kid Icarus game. It was probably the most successful Kid Icarus game since the Game Boy release of Love, Myth, and Monsters back in the day. And uh, because of, like, Pitt's, like, uh, Spot and Smash Brothers and more awareness to uh, Pitt, yeah, that would sell better because of his inclusion in Smash. Yeah, that's what I personally thought. My guess is Shibby Robo. And why do you think Shibby Robo? Because I just think it'd be funny. Shibby Robo. Oh the, man! But, but not you know, the good one on GameCube. I want the shitty 2D side scroller on on DS. The funny part about that series that that was such an odd series. It was an incredibly niche one, and it debuted towards the uh, like the, the twilight GameCube. years of the GameCube. Yeah. I remember seeing that game in Nintendo Power. Thought about the concept. It was fairly quirky. I never played the games, oh, only my. because they really didn't seem that interesting to me. But, uh, you know what, Shibi Robo, that would be something that you would go back to the uh, drawing board for. It could potentially work if you made it in a specific way to where you have, like, multiple different places where you need to use, like, the specific type of plug-in applications. Because that, that game, from what I've seen, it just initially, you're, you're like, on a timer. You have to do all these various little tasks and stuff. But, uh, yeah, you know what, Shibi Robo, yeah, that could be possible. I, I honestly can't. I've been thinking about it even like all week. I'm like, what the fuck are they working on? And I really don't have a good guess. I don't know, like, unless it's like a... Dude, wouldn't it be funny if it was like, say, a Star Fox, like... Uh, What's the... What was the bad Star one? Star Fox Zero. Battle of Assault <laughs> or whatever it is. Um, oh, Zero. God. Oh, Wait. my God. No. Could you... I can't. Could it, could can't. it actually be that they would try to remaster Star Fox Zero... And I can't. I already had listened to Justin defend that game once. I can't do it again. I can't. Right. I can't. I I can't. I just please God no. Just it's dead. Star Fox is dead. We can well, bury you know, him next to Sora. When I th- let's move on. When I think about it, when I think about it, there was also another game that Namco band I did help Nintendo with, and that was Star Fox Assault. That's what I just said. Battle Assault. That's what I just said. That game's trash too. That's why Star Fox is dead. <laughs> Fuck that game. Fuck all Star Fox. Except for one. And 64. Let's see. One, two, and 64 I like. And two. I also like the remake on the 3DS. That one was pretty fun. The DS one can go fuck itself though. That one was trash. Uh, tactics. Yeah. Also, the the one. end credits of Star Fox 64 and 3DS can also go fuck itself because it not only had the credits of the 64 version, it had the credits for the 3DS version. The credits were longer than the goddamn game. It's bullshit. Trash. <laughs> Canceled. I canceled Star Fox. 
Fuck them. Let's move on, Gables. Okay. To what we've been playing. Do you want right. to go first? Do you want me to go first? You know what? You can go first with this one. Okay. Uh, I've been playing a few games, Gables. Um, All right. I beat Strangers of Paradise. Hey! Hey! Awesome! Yeah. Give me the lowdown. What'd you think? It might be my game of the year. So What? <laughs> this game is awesome, Gables. It's really good. <laughs> I said it last week. It's the greatest 7 out of 10 I've ever played. I don't know if it actually is my game of the year, but and maybe I'm in that like in the moment kind of thing. Um, but this game is the most fun I've had playing a video game in 2022. Bar none. That's awesome to hear. I mean, I finished the demo too la- the, this past week as well. Uh-huh. I did go through that boss battle. I did exactly uh-huh. what you said, and it was entirely it was easier using the mage in that regards, having them the repertoire facing yep. off against uh cheese the shit out of it. Yep. Garland. Yep, Garland. But it was actually Neon disguised as Garland. That spoilers for a 35-year-old game. Um <laughs> Yeah, uh I, I really like this game quite a lot. Uh this game is hilarious. Um and not on purpose, uh, but it's hilarious in all the right ways. Uh, I the game is fun as hell to play. It is very much a Souls like. Uh, the AI can be kind of worthless at points, but um, it, it you kind of work around it sometimes. Um, I do like that you can like switch them up and like give different jobs. It helps out a little bit as you go. Um, but I like the job system. Like, like I use like have to use the jobs to unlock more jobs. Like even like I don't really want to use this job, but like I can I need to use it to earn enough in the skill tree to unlock the next to get this job i want um i like that like kind of going around and like grinding a little bit um i mean there's definitely like there's a million problems with this goddamn game this like the story sucks but it's fucking funny as shit uh i laughed at almost every cutscene. um this is a great podcast game as well uh because like a lot of the there's a lot of side missions um what's weird is like you get a lot of loot which you need to like up your skill level uh, but I did like there be multiple times where I did all of like the missions, all the side missions, all the main missions, unlocked everything I could find. Um, and I was still like well under levels for the next main mission. And there was just nothing I could do to get higher up except for like go in, beat a few enemies early on and then go in. I just kept optimizing. You get so much loot in this game. I just optimize I just hit I, every like five minutes I go in. You pretty the, much have tough, to. Yeah, because you'll spend hours <laughs> just going through each mission. Just spend hours going through and like setting your, your gear. So I just kept tapping the touchpad to optimize it and get the fuck out and move on. Get my skill level up so I can keep going. Um, but no, I had a lot of fun. It took me like 18 hours, I want to say, to beat the game. Uh, I did just start like mainlining it towards like, I would say, I thought it was close to the end with like 11 hours ago. And I looked it up. I was like, how many missions are in this game? And I was like a mission like nine. And I was like, oh my God. There's like 19 fucking missions in the main for the main storyline. Yeah. And the demo only gives you the first four. Um, so I'm like, whoa, it gives you that much in the demo? Holy yeah, shit. Yeah, like I played four hours. The demo was four hours for me. Um, yeah, so I ended up 
uh, I just like mainlined it towards the end and just kind of cheese the fuck out of like some of the stuff to get through. The game is very difficult, especially some of the boss fights. Um, mm-hmm. And you gotta, gotta be careful sometimes with like you kind of limit limiting on potions it gives you, and like you know you want to like be careful when you use like the, the they're like versions of like the campfire and shit like that or the grace um, to use an eldering term. Um, but yeah, this it, like the combat is really good. I like like I said I like using the jobs and like like with with um jack being able to switch between two jobs at once is always really good uh it's just fun i just had a good time like it definitely would suck sometimes when like i said like you're like using a job that you don't want but you have to use it to like upgrade like to unlock the next job that you do want but yeah you can always like kind of cheese it and like just kind of like keep fighting these enemies over and over again and like get get through real fast and you unlock like these like um crystals that you can use to like upgrade your levels like to, to it's almost like rare rare candies and like pokemon where you can just like give you experience points and you can like get through level. You can unlock uh, skill points fast enough to just hurry up, unlock that job, move on, get the next job, uh, which I did. And I ended up just kind of like focusing. I like maxed out these two jobs I liked and I just kind of used those for like the last like probably like five or six hours of the game. Um, so that was really good. Uh, but like I said, the combat's really good. Um, I th- What was weird was like, I think like the X button was like the dodge button in this game. Where like most games you play, the circle button would be like the dodge button. So that threw me off a lot. Uh, right. And then what would suck sometimes is like you hit the down on the D pad and that would use a potion. But if you hit the like the attack button too fast, it would cancel out the uh, the, uh, the the use of the potion. So if your like health is low and you want to like hurry up and like fucking need to hurry up, he's a use this potion. And then it takes like like a second to use that potion. But you're like so you just like it's fighting is so fast paced that you're just like I want to hurry up and you like I I heard him start start attacking again or I need a dodge or something real fast and you hit that D but like your mid drink of the potion and then you hit you hit like dodge so you don't get killed and then it cancels out that potion use and I would immediately then like I would think I got I think I used the potion and then die because I thought I had full health but I didn't. I mean, part of well, that's my fault. I understand that, but uh, that would suck sometimes. Um, yeah, this game, it's just uh, saying it's might be my game of the year is definitely um hyperbolic, but uh, it's not crazy, I would say. Uh, it's it's to be fair, it's mid April. I've only got like six, five or six games, which is crazy to say only in mid April to have five or six really good games you played already this year. Uh, like this has just been a fantastic year. And there's still like, I still want to play WWE 2K22. I still want to play Lego star Wars. Um, there's another game I just started playing. Oh, maybe I'll talk a little bit more here a little bit soon about, uh, yeah, I, I, I just blown away by how much fun I was having. Like the story is fucking dumb. I, like I said, I laughed at a lot of cutscenes. just, Jack just being Jack like he wasn't it wasn't like anything like he wasn't trying to be funny this isn't a comedy game this is a very serious game uh but I just I I want I can't I want to know the true story of like what happened here like was this game did they just not have a budget because it this game looks like they they, they gave him a, like a, an, a, an engine from 2013 and said make it in this engine you got nine months because uh, that's what it looks like. Um, this feels like uh, like Fast and Furious Crossroads 
is a very bad game, but I enjoyed it because it's Fast and Furious. Um, and I wanted like it just I don't know if this is that's an insult to this game, uh, but it just kind of gives me those vibes of like this game looks like a PS3 game, but I still love the hell out of it. It's still a great game. Um, yeah, I I was telling them like it, I was probably being a little hyperbolic by saying this is my maybe my game of the year because there's been actually like a lot of really good games that come out this year that I played. Uh, but it's not crazy to say, Gables, that this will most likely be in my top 10 when the year is over. That's fairly surprising. Obviously, <laughs> a shit more can happen for the rest of the year. But yeah, like right now it's like fourth or fifth. And to be fair, there's only like five or six games in that list. Uh, but yeah, it's, I don't know. That's very good. Uh, I, I have a couple more things I want to talk about real fast and I'll get, uh, then I'll let it get to you. Um, I put like three and a half hours in the Elden Ring Gables. Yeah. I uninstalled the Elden Ring. I, I can't, can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it. I tried. I gave it a college try. I, I watched videos, Gables. I spent hours like lunch breaks, just watching tips and tricks, uh, like things to do at the beginning, like for, things to do for beginners uh all this shit i i watched this i did this whole video where this guy in like 30 minutes like follow this thing go to all these like gravestones get all these golden ruins um get get all these smithing stones i got my main weapon up to like number four whatever the fuck that means i got my my character up to level 20 before i did a goddamn thing in this game i was level 20 okay i had a level four whatever weapon uh, and I got my ass whooped so many goddamn times. I tried. I tried so very hard. I just, I can't do it. I can't do it. It's not, I, I, I got to the guys at the castle and they're shooting a fucking cannon at oh, you no. and they kept fucking yeah. killing me. And I got mad. I, 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 I'm like, fuck this. I jumped out. Of the, I jumped off my couch. I'm like, fuck this game. I closed the game. I took out the disc. I put it in the case. <laughs> I unsolved the game. I'm fucking done. Fuck this game. Gables is busy. He's he's missing the rest of my rant. He, he, can, he can still hear me. He's laughing. He muted his mic, but he's laughing. I swear to you. Uh, yeah, I'm still hearing you. <laughs> no, I know you can hear me. That's why I'm, I'm letting the fans know. Um, but yeah, I, I just can't. I just, I just, it's just not gonna happen. Like when you're telling me you put 92 hours in this goddamn game, there's like, there's no, like, I can't even, I can't even get to this like, this one section here. I, I just, it's not gonna happen. It's just not going to happen. Well, honestly, Tyler, I'll give you credit. You played it more than I thought you were going to initially do. I thought you were just going to spend less than an hour and just randomly rage quit it. But at the same point, you did put forth the best effort that you could. You looked at videos. You looked at what you could go through and do. You went to Stormville. And honestly, yeah, you know what? For like a beginner's area in regards to where you need to go story-wise, you're supposed – from the story-wise thing, you're supposed to go through the Stormvale Castle. Yeah, to get the mar- and go On the it. beginning portion of it, you have to try to defeat Margit, yeah, the, the fell I, omen, you know? I just wanted to at least get the Margit, and I just like – Yeah. I got – I spent like 45 minutes fucking around with these guys. And I was like, I, I just, this is not going to happen. I'll be honest with you. I did not defeat Margaret until I was at least well enough, well enough in regards to exploring and knowing what my particular weapons of choice and stuff are going to be going through and doing. But, uh, yeah, you know what? Hey, I don't blame you. Yeah. I don't I, really blame you. You know, this type of game is not for everyone. I had my flask. I had eight flasks. I got a plus two eight flasks yeah i i did everything i could gables 
Did everything? I you got. You explored quite a large array I, of places. I, this guy didn't gave you? you like twenty-one things to do before you started the game, and like I, I went. So I not only it. were you there in terms of like the whole like Limgrave area, you probably went to places like say like Caled and like this and that, right? Yeah, I, I went to the the, the round table. Uh, okay. I got, like, yeah, you went to the level up place. I got the jellyfish. Uh, I leveled up the wolves. I got the fucking bands that you need to like invade people's games and they can invade yours. I got the fucking bell thing. I got all the shit, Gables. I got all the goddamn shit. I got the chain you mail. went through the, the grinding spot and everything oh, else. Oh, yeah. I did it all, Gables. I did it all. You actually went to Mog's Palace I, and stuff and you were able to go through that area, right? I, I don't know what that is, but sure. We'll go with that. Yeah. I, I went to That's like the area that you initially get to warp through. Yes. I did all that. <laughs> well, granted. That subquest and stuff to where like that uh, dude in the white cloak gives you that uh, that emblem and stuff, and you tra- and you, once you use it, you get the transfer to to Mog's Palace or something like that, to where you can navigate around that area and get to that grinding area to where you need to shoot the have the bow and shoot that damn bird to go off of the cliff. I did not do that. I did not do that. I tried to Gables. That made I it a lot more easier for you. I bet. Yeah, yeah. I, that's no. It sounds awful. Um, I like I said, I got to like I was a little twenty. I got the I got my weapon up to like four, with the smithing stones. I had like fifty something goddamn golden ruins. Uh, How many times did you level up? I was at level twenty. You're at level twenty, okay. Yeah. And, Before I did uh, a goddamn when you did thing. The investment. When you did the investments in regards to like stats and stuff, did you go through dexterity? I did dexterity. I focused on dexterity and strength. Oh, okay, okay. In that regards and stuff like that, hey. You know what? You did do a lot of you did do a lot of various things with it. What was the class that you chose? Samurai, because a lot of people said that was a good one to start with for beginners. Yeah, samurai is a good one. You get like a lot of you get like a good katana to start off with, and this yeah. and that. Everybody said like that you katana. You did a different route like, than I did. Yeah, yeah. The, everybody said the katana that you start off with the samurai is basically like you can. It's the best weapon to start with. You can like most people beat the game with that katana. So, did you know you can actually two like two hand the weapon itself? <laughs> what I initially am referring to is I'm like install the goddamn game now. Fucking goddamn. It. No, no, no. What what I'm initially saying, I I know it sounds stupid though, but it's like if you hold down the triangle button and you go for like press R1 or like L1, depending upon what weapon, you can actually go forth. You could switch between like one hand and like two hand, oh, like yeah, the weapon yeah, of your choice. I, I know that, and like I would, I, I had like uh, okay, okay. I, I had the a bow and arrow and like the shield in my and the torch in my left hand. Um, I got the horse torrent. Uh, he's very cute. I liked him a lot. The game is very beautiful. I understand why people like this game a lot. I just kept looking up at the tree and I'm like, I, I, I can't believe this is like a real, like people, someone made this in a game and it looks, it's beautiful. It's stunning. The game is stunning. I get why, like I never said these games are bad. They are not kingdom hearts. These are very good games. Um, and people that like them and you can get into me on the patience. Good for you. They're just not a Tyler game, and I'm sorry. Um, it's definitely the type of game where you require a lot of patience, and also you would require like a lot of trial and error. This is the type of game where you will die a hell of a lot in order mm-hmm. to try to achieve what you want to achieve. But let me tell you, the best feeling of rewardment I have gotten this year is through playing through Elden Ring, beating various bosses, just going and progressing through like the first time facing off against Margit. Facing off against Godric, facing off against like uh, Star Scourge Radon, and especially 
beating Melania, the fell, the Melania, the hand of Mikola. That, bar none, in my honest opinion, was the hardest boss battle I have ever fucking played. And I fucking beat her within a half a bar of life. <laughs> like a Rat. smidge. And the only thing that killed me in that regards and stuff, I'm glad I beat her before she beat me because the rot damage that she was doing would have killed me if I was not aggressive enough. <laughs> but I will give you credit, Tyler. You gave it a good try. You gave it a chance. I will try. I'm going to trade in the GameStop this week. Um, get 33 bucks for it. Um, I got it for free, so whatever. And invest in Kingdom Hearts 3. <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to do that. <laughs> are, you, are you proud of yourself, Gables? You proud of yourself? I already canceled Star Fox. I'll cancel you. <sighs> I'll buy Twitter and I'll cancel you. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll fucking do it. Don't don't fucking push me, Gables. Don't fucking push me. What a, what, this is a weird ass episode. I also played Ghostwire Tokyo. Yeah. Um, I'm, okay. like six, I'm like six hours into it. Uh, I, I want to talk about. I've, I spent enough time talking about games this week. Uh, I'll just say this, Gables. It's very good. Ah, good. I, like it, I like it a lot. That's all safe for right now. I'll talk about more next week. I want to put want to put some more time into it. But Gables, tell me about what you've been playing, buddy. All right. So predominantly, I've been playing Game Pass games. I've been experimenting around with a couple of different ones. Played a little bit more of MLB 22 the show. I played another game of it and stuff. I don't know what it is, though. I mean, the gameplay is fine. Graphic-wise, you know, I can give or take. You know, it's basically running on my Xbox One. It doesn't look as fantastic, but I do like the presentation of it. Do like the availability of players and stuff. Don't like a lot of the microtransaction stuff, which I know has been around for quite a number of years now at this point. But, uh, you know, as much fun as I was having with it, I wasn't really too impressed to keep on playing on, so I uninstalled that one. Just played a couple of games, didn't really get too much interested in. Wasn't too interesting in my honest opinion. But there were a couple other games I did play, and the predominant one I was playing the past couple of days has been Windjammers 2. Nice. And because initially when I started it, I just, I played it on the normal difficulty, and when I was going to the the freaking normal mode the ai was doing that cheap tactic to where it's like it was just constant back and forth to where they catch the disc start going through and just it was just harder for me to go forth and score any type of goals or anything of that sort because at this point i was learning how to play it and do tried to learn a lot of the different uh movements new movements and stuff what i will say is when it comes to like the tutorial stuff they basically give you a menu to where you go to the tutorial thing on the main menu screen you get to see like a little drawn little animation or something like like a still image of what initial buttons do what or how you can do this and do that. You know, I understand why they did it that way. I would have much preferred demonstrating that in an actual match because I'm better when it comes to hands-on experiences than I am like of just reading or looking at an image and then just trying to decipher, oh, okay, I'll do it this way or I'll do it, I can do it that way. Granted, this game started to become more fun for me when I dumbed down the difficulty to easy inside of the arcade mode, and I just chose like a couple different characters. So the first character I played as was one of the ones I used to play in the original Windjammers, which was uh, Scott. This has the last name of Scott. Huge bulky guy from America and stuff like that. He's mostly a power character. 
And what's kind of hilarious about this, I go through this arcade mode. The arcade is the arcade mode is structured into five rounds. You get to choose between one or two like competitors for each round. Unless you know, until like the final round. Round five, you get to choose do you actually get to face off against one character? And it's a random one based upon what you go through and choose beforehand. So four out of the five rounds, you get to choose between one or two players. So in regards to initial, the initial courts and stuff, you have the traditional, like, you have the traditional type of court to where it's like kind of like a beach setting and stuff. Simplistic. Then, like, round two, or there is, like, a diff, other different types of courts as well to where some of them have movable little sliders and stuff like that that the disc will bounce off of, and it'll be, like, different directions and this and that based upon how you hit, a, like, uh, the side of the sliding panel a different way. Then there was another kind of variation of a court to where you have two platforms that are just like, like centered kind of like this and stuff in a virtual way, like a vertical way and stuff to where they'll go through, you can throw the disc, they'll go through in the middle or this or that. But in terms of like the controls, the controls are fairly solid. I mean, obviously if they weren't, I wouldn't be having nearly as much fun, but uh, the core of it's simple. You throw the disc either with the A button or with the B button. The B button does more of an option to where you flip up the disc inside the air and it just pops up in the air, right? And it, its intention is to try to disrupt like the flow of speed in regards to how you uh, go forth and like get rid of the disc. So for example, if say you catch your the disc from an opponent and stuff like that, you press the B button, the disc flies straight up in the air, right? And it's to catch your opponent off guard, especially if they try to be super conservative or in case they have been running so fast and stuff that you time them running away just right to where the disc falls immediately on the ground, and then you could score anywhere between two to four points based upon what type of match situation. But uh, I love the variety of courts. I love the variety of like the courts and stuff. There's actually one. There's actually one or two gimmick ones which I highly enjoy. One of them is a casino court, right? Now get this. You face off against your opponent inside of this sort of like a roulette style of court. And the discs that you get to throw, there's a number on each one of them. And it's based upon how many points you can score if you score a goal on your opponent. Mm. So, for example, there is a blue disc, a poker chip that's, that has a number one on it. So you get to play with that. And if you score a point against that person, you get one point. The maximum amount of points before you win a round... 15 the how you can win a round is based upon how many points you got or how many points you have before time runs out which is it's fair in regards to it gives you about two maybe three minutes per round so you're not really taking forever in regards to doing one round or another round or completing a different types of round that was one of the main complaints I had with the original game, to where sometimes the rounds would go on forever, and that was basically because you and your opponent were kind of matched up kind of evenly in this regards, and it would go back and forth between, okay, I got this one point right here, okay, now he's got this point right down here, and it's just a big old stalemate in that regards. But in this game, it's more quick. It's much more tactical. You have elements to where things can go quicker. You can press the X button to do, like, a deflection or, like, like a kind of deflection technique to where if your opponent tosses the disc at you just right, you press the X button and you can go forth and deflect it. And I've actually scored goals that way to where the opponent was... 
using his speed so much that I literally tilted the control stick in a direction to where a part of the goal was at, hit the X button, and it scored the goal <laughs> through the deflection. But going upon the different courts and stuff like that, I definitely loved playing the casino course because sometimes the discs would pop up like, okay, there's um like a blue disc right here that has one on it, and then there's like a like kind of a green one that has like five on it, and then there's like the the yellow one that has eight on it, and you're like, holy shit, you know, I could actually win this match within two shots if I get it right. It's that type of variety in terms of not only the the courts itself, but also of the characters that make this more memorable. In terms of the arcade mode, I played through it five different times on easy mode, and I tried different characters. So obviously I tried it with uh, that one character, last name of Scott. I go towards his final, after beating the finals and this and that, you know, it goes to the cutscene. What I've liked about this game so far is after you beat the arcade mode with a specific character, it triggers these bizarre and sometimes hilarious cutscenes. And here's the set moment for like for like uh, Scott, he's he just won the championship, you know, he's at his home like city and stuff. He's with his girlfriend with his trench coat on. All of a sudden, a random cat falls out of the sky, <laughs> and now you're thinking to yourself, it's like what the what, what the fuck's going on right here? And so what does he do? He he rips off his jacket. He jumps into the sky. It looks like he's saving the cat, and all of a sudden, he tosses the cat right back into the sky, and then the thing ends. I'm like, Good. okay. And now here's the ending for another one. I played through the campaign, that arcade thing, with uh, Wessel, the dude that uh, he is the most powerful character in the game in regards to power as opposed to speed. I get to his cutscene. And here's this cutscene and stuff where it's kind of taken directly from like a Looney Tunes cartoon, right? Where it's like, like uh, he's beaten everyone and all the characters are like, all the of his opponents are like just defeated on the ground. He's like, over their bodies, right? He's like, has one foot over them. He's like, yeah, that's right. I conquered all these people. And all of a sudden, it's like he looks at someone in the crowd. You see this, you see this awesome looking lady or something like that that's just really enamored with him. And all of a sudden, he peers past her into a random dude into the crowd. And, the, and that's the thing. He opens this, like, this wedding ring thing, right? He goes for the opens her, right? And the lady thinks it's for her. And all of a sudden, he goes past her and dead center is just a random dude in the crowd. He takes huh. him. And they go into a copter, and they go happily ever after. And it was like, <laughs> and I'm thinking, like, what the fuck? Good for them. Good for them. It's those type of endings that make this game really comical, but also ends it really campy to where it honors the original in terms of its spirit and in terms of its style. Because that's the thing. There is some cartoony and outlandish stuff inside of Windjammers 2, but at the same point, it's fairly fun. It's easy to pick up. I'm not going to be like, super competitive with the game in and of itself. I mean, I don't really play online games all that much anymore. But at that same time, for this game, it's fairly fun. It's very confident. I honestly feel like if it were if it was a game that's going to be going on sale for, like, whatever and stuff, I would actually buy this game, pick it up and stuff. And that's a lot different than I would say, like, for some of the games that I have tried out on Game Pass. But uh, Windjammers 2 is a pretty damn good game. I beat it. That arcade mode's pretty much the only major, like, storm, like, the only major, like, single-player thing you can really do. But I had a fun time playing that. I'm trying to think if there's any other games that I had tried out. Oh, yeah! Play a little bit more of Infernax. Infernax, I've actually started to play a little bit more of. I 
I actually did a little bit of a grinding spree with that game to where I wanted to level up some bit of my attack power. I think I got it up to like level five. I don't know what the maximum is for the level up stuff, but I'm thinking is like, I'm thinking it's out of 10 because every time I level up like a specific thing, like an attack power or health or mana, it goes up and the amount of gold or experience you have to use in order to upgrade that specific thing goes up. At this point in time, I haven't really faced off against my... I haven't really beaten my first major boss of this game. But apparently, this is like... If you go through and do do like a lot of various things, this is like a four-hour, four-and-a-half-hour, maybe five-hour game if you're not doing everything. Like, in terms of side quests, in terms of this. This is a game that has multiple endings. But at the same point, I'm at my first major, like... Like, uh, temple, or first major, like, type of, like dungeon sort of say and so i've already gotten like everything else unlocked i know where the major boss or something is at but this game really reminds me of a couple different fusions of it it's like it definitely feels dark souls-esque in some respects but it definitely reminds me of castlevania 2 simon's quest in terms of its presentation in terms of its like backtracking back and forth but uh it also reminds me of like other types of action games of its of its generation, you know, kind of like not like a Ninja Gaiden. I mean, no, it's not not remotely like that. But it, it reminds me of Zelda Two as well because here's the thing: you have Castlevania Two type of stylistic sort of looks. You have characters that kind of remind you of like the Castlevania character, like Castlevania enemies and stuff. And then all of a sudden, you have sort of like the level up and difficulty of that of Legend of Zelda Two, like Link's Awakening and stuff. But not nearly as, not nearly as bad in terms of uh, saves or bad in terms of like certain like uh, challenge stuff. I mean, granted, there's some parts of the game that are challenging, but at the same time, it makes you want to go forth and proceed proceed on. The only tit like nitpicks I've had with this is there isn't really a save point that I saw in the initial temple that I went that I am going through. It's like just before you enter into it. It kind of sucks because I faced off against the major boss of this one particular dungeon and it's like, oh, now you got to do this and that, you know? I'm like, ah, I don't know if I feel really into this. And then it's like I randomly just turned off the game and stuff. But uh, I want to try to get back into playing it a little bit more during the next week. See what goes from there. But uh, the last thing I did play, I did... <laughs> When it released on the Switch online, I did play a little bit more of Mario Golf, but I haven't really done any of the tournaments. I've actually decided to do what I used to do as a kid, and that was go and try to unlock the characters first, hmm. which I have unlocked a couple of characters. And some, and honestly, I've done it in the most hilarious way possible to where I started off playing as Baby Mario. I unlocked Luigi. The AI, when you get to, like, from Luigi onwards to, like, towards the middle portion of the game... Sometimes the AI can make stupid decisions in regards to its shots and its putts and stuff like that. I mean, here's the thing, though. It's been such a long time since I've played Mario Golf in that sort of style to where I will overestimate certain shots, like certain putts that I make, especially when it comes to how many yards it goes to what base in regards to, like, uh, the freaking putting meter that it's got. So, yeah, I beat Luigi by... Uh, Oh my god, I think by like a single medal or something of that sort. I'm trying to remember here. So I've unlocked Luigi. I've unlocked this other character. I think his name is like Sonny, right? It's like a, it's like a 
a one-off character that they only made for this game. And the thing I remember most about Sonny, even back when I was a kid, is like he's he is horrible when it comes to putting. And I've seen that full in the full effect. He missed like about I kid you not like a ten yard like putt with like the uh, like so close to the hole. He actually overdid it and it just bumped off the hole. And I'm like, well, I know I'm beating this dude. And then it's like, what's funny? It started off fairly easy to where I was like five up, and then all of a sudden it got like within like two medals of me, like it like almost being tied or beaten. It actually went up to like the eighteenth hole in order for me to like beat him because. I was underestimating shots. I was be- because of like weather conditions and because of like the the conditions, like how the shot, how the putts and stuff were either going uphill or downhill or slanted at an angle. So working a lot of these different things to try to eyeball what I was going to make in terms of decisions for a shot. You know, it's classic Mario Golf. It's a game I haven't played like in over fifteen years, so I'm like, I haven't. I don't really remember a lot from it other than Bowser was incredibly hard to fucking beat and unlock in that game because of uh, him having like a fucking power shot of like 280 yards and it going onto the damn course like one shot. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's it for what I've been playing. Very nice, Gables. Um, well, I think that's going to wrap it up for this week, guys. If you like that, please uh, like, follow, subscribe. We're everywhere. If you look in the show notes, if I remembered correctly, uh, there'll be a, a link in there for our link tree. You go on there, click on it. It'll have a link to everywhere we are available on Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Spotify, Apple podcasts, everywhere. We're on it. Please like, follow, subscribe all those places that you use. We really appreciate it. Like I said, if you're on YouTube, please click the like button down there by Gibble's junk area. Uh, share with your friends. If you are watching, if you are listening to us and you use multiple different podcast services, Subscribe to us there. Download us there. Like I said, every time you download it, give us a little bit of kickback for that. We appreciate it. Um, yeah. Uh, I was just, I was Tyler. And I've been Gables. Until next time, everyone, play some fun games, but thank you for listening to another fun-filled episode of the Drunk Dash Nerds podcast. Hey, Gables. Yep. Fuck Sora. <laughs> Say it. Uh, <laughs> Say it. Say it. Say it. <laughs> wow, he won't say it. Well, cancel Gables. Uh, see ya. Fuck sore.